welcome back to another Daily Walk. And today we want to talk a little bit about sanctification and repentance and justification, basically all these elements around salvation, because there's some different elements, some different ideas, and some different views surrounding these things. And it's worth going into the scripture and seeing a little bit about it. And really we're just going to focus on one small part of the scripture, because really what I want to talk about is Repentance is not a one-time thing. Repentance is a continual thing. That's really what we're going to be talking about. And uh, just the overarching idea of salvation, you know, you have the components of justification, you have sanctification, you have glorification. Uh, these are some of the elements. And different denominational groups will believe different things. Uh, one group might believe that we can reach perfection this time, side of earth. There's nothing in scripture that suggests this. Uh, there are a few verses that, you know, li like in John where it, where it talks about, you know, uh, he who has sins isn't a believer, you know, not a bunch of nonsense. Um, but the idea here is that justification itself is a one point in time when you are washed, you are cleansed. That is the point in time you are saved. That justification occurs at the point in time we believe unto Christ. Now, it's a different argument. Do we believe unto Christ because we have come to the realization in our infinite reasoning that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life? Or does God transform our heart to be able to accept that truth? Those are the Calvinist Arminius doctrines. We're not even discussing those today. What we want to look at, though, is the principle of repentance. Do we repent once and then forever we're saved? as the free grace guys go, or do we repent constantly, daily, forever, perpetually, always and always and always, like Martin Luther, um, irritating his priest who would be hearing his confession, who finally said, when you come back to confession next time, please make sure you've actually committed a sin. <laughs> okay. um, and so we have these balances between these two view different viewpoints. But what I want to focus on is this one verse in Scripture, because what I want you to understand is that repentance is a continuous thing, but the reason it's a continuous thing is not because we continue in our own sin, although there's times we do that. The reason repentance is a constant thing is because if we are sanctifying ourselves in the work of the Holy Spirit, learning who God is and transforming our minds to be like Christ, we recognize more and more the sinful nature of ourselves, and so we have deeper and deeper repentance by which to go. So it's not we're always repenting over the constant practice of regular sin, although that can definitely be an element of the Christian life. Really what it is, is we be constantly repent because we grow more and more aware of the sin that is ever present within us as we draw closer to Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 at verse 18. But we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as from the Lord the Spirit. So, are being transformed, and this is an active present verb. It's not we have been transformed the likeness of Christ, is that day by day, as we look into the mirror, as we look at the glory of the Lord, as we reflect on who Christ is in the Word of God, we see more and more and more the sin in our lives as we are transformed into the same image of the glory of God. 
And that is why we need this constant repentance around us. That is really that overarching principle. And so what does this mean? Well, it means we need to get into the Word daily. See, if we're not looking at the Word daily, then we are growing stagnant. We've been growing close to the world. We're not escaping the, the cultural influences of the world around us. That's not happening. And as that's not happening, we have to recognize that the, the life between us, it's a constant thing. Are we abiding in the world? Are we abiding in Christ? We cannot abide in Christ if we are not spending time daily in the Word. The Word is a sharper than a two-edged sword. It cuts in, it cuts out. It reflects to us what we are. It shows us the one sin. It is in this crazy subjective world, the Word of God is the one objective thing which we can rest everything upon. Assuming, of course, we have a good, solid translation. Um, just take my word for it. The mainstream English translations, they're not going to lead you astray in this respect, okay? Um, and that's a, another discussion for another day. We'll put that on the shelf with the whole, do we come to the realization who Christ is, or does God transform our heart to that? We'll leave that for a different day. But in this principle here, the process of sanctification is up to God and it is up to us. God gives us that power to change, but it is up to us to do the active principles and steps by which to do this. What does this look like? Well, it looks like constantly being in the word and praying and recognizing the sin in our lives and moving ourselves more and more and more toward the direction of living as the Bible commands us to live, to be holy, to be righteous, to be sensible, to be sober. These are the things the scripture calls us to be, looking at the various lists. You know, the, what is the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Contrast that to that list in Galatians, which is the fruit of the flesh, and it is not nearly as good. We want to get all of those fruit of the flesh excised out and then adopt that fruit of the Spirit. The process of sanctification is by which we read and understand the Word and we pray to God and we seek to be these things. We transform ourselves. I tell the story in my book, I Am Not Amused, um, about uh, just the real transforming process of Christ. When I was back in college and unsaved, I was an absolute heathen and I was about as rude as you could get. I was the the biggest jerk you would have probably met in your life. I made this poor girl cry over blueberry muffins once, okay? I was working in the bakery in the line and and you know, we bake blueberry muffins for the early morning. We have these strawberry or cherry, we call them the A to Z muffins. I call them the acne to zip muffins. It was the muffins made with whatever junk was left in the freezer. Uh, so those are what would go out on the bar on the regular basis. So I make these blueberry muffins. I completely put them way in the top of the rack, completely cover those. Very easy access to the strawberry ones. The blueberry ones are very, very hard to get to. The line server gets these she digs into it and takes my blueberry muffins out on the bar, which I have to have in the morning. Oh, I laid into her something fierce and she was over there crying in the cooler over my yelling at her. I mean, that was that rude. But at the same restaurant, after I was saved, only a few months later, really, 
Um, I got in this big fight with the boss about things and you know that my department was kind of a mess. I came in and he knew I could clean that thing back up in 20 minutes. That's why he had to make a decision, which department do I let go to hell for a little bit? And it was mine because he, now it would have been nice if he like, hey, we're gonna give you an extra bonus. Here's a $20 gift card because we kind of had to put you in a mess. He should have handled things differently, but I was justified in my anger, but I was still sinned in my anger and he and I got in a big fight and he's the calmest guy ever and he flipped me a few double birds because I made him so mad and he made me so mad. The following day, I go into his office and I apologize. I say, I'm a new Christian. I should not have gotten that mad. I'm really, really sorry. Will you forgive me? I had never done that before I was saved. But I was saved and I was in the Bible and I was transforming myself to be more like Christ. That is this idea of constant repentance of sin. It's not that we are repenting of the sins that we did today. It is that we recognize deeper and deeper what a sinner we are. And that is the, the principal root of what we're talking about. We're going to leave this one here. If you want to read that book, I um, read that book, uh, Half My Life. I think I said I am not amused before. I don't know. If you want to read my book, Half My Life, where that story comes from, you can find that anywhere books are sold or have a look at the website, ourwalkingchrist.com. With that, thanks for watching, and I hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is OurWalkInChrist.com.